Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, God is so good. I said God is so good. And His mercy endureth forever and forever and forever. Amen. Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house today? I'm so glad that he's here. I'm so glad that you're here, but I'm so glad above all things, I got to be here. God bless you, Island Church. I love you. I honor you. I bless you. We miss our pastors. How many of you love and appreciate pastors Rusty and Leah? Come on, shout amen. But I love and appreciate this great praise team, but especially also this great Staff and leadership, I love you. You're a great bunch. Amen. I tell you what, you look better than the last time I saw you. <laughs> Why don't you turn to somebody and say, you look good today. Come on, tell them. Say, you look good today. Tell them. Even if you've got to tell them in faith. Amen. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. I said, God is so good. God is so good. These are days, these are times of fulfillment. What God has promised you, you better get ready. Because soon and very soon, your expectations are going to become your manifestations. I was at a church last year, and a lady came up to me and she said, Kara, share a testimony. I said, by all means, what's going on? She said, you were with us the year before. I said, okay. She said, he looked at me and he said, sister, will you come to the front? And so she came to the front and she said, I stood before you. And she said, you just stood there. Didn't say a word. You just stood there. We don't like silence in a full gospel Pentecostal church. Come on now. She said, but you just stood there seemingly forever. But in reality, it's no more than about 20, 30 seconds. And then you looked at me and says, get ready. Everybody shout, get ready. And God's saying the same thing to you. He said, get ready. Because in nine days, God's going to answer one of your big time prayers. And I was saying, Lord, what's going to happen in nine days? And she was saying, Lord, what's going to happen in nine days? She said, but Lord, I've been praying for a lot of things. Which one of the big time prayers are you going to answer? But the Lord said, in nine days. And she said, I wasn't really counting the days, but the nine days were, were passing by. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She said, on the ninth day, I got a phone call from my daughter. She said, I not talked to my daughter in 20 years. 
when my daughter was in college, she was rambunctious, rowdy, rebellious. The, the way you were, come on now. My daughter was involved in all kinds of areas of sin. And there was a big falling out between me and my daughter. And she said, I want nothing to do with you, with your God, with your church, with your Bible, and begin to curse me. And for 20 years, I not talked to my daughter. But the phone rang. It was her daughter. Her daughter said, Mama. She said, I recognize that voice. She said, yes, sweetheart, what is it? Mama, Mama, will you please, please forgive me? She said, I forgave you 20 years ago. She said, but Mama, I'm married now. And I've got two daughters of my own, and they're in college. And they're rowdy. They're rambunctious. They're rebellious like I was. And I've been saying to myself the last few days, I need help. I should have listened to my mama. Mama, can we come see you? And she said, as soon as you can. And the next Sunday, guess what? The daughter came. The son-in-law came. And both granddaughters came. And all four got saved. Hallelujah. Woo! I said that to say this. I hear the Spirit of God saying over and over, you better get ready. You better get ready because soon he's about ready to change some things for you. Some things you've been crying out for, things you've been longing for, things you've been believing for for a long time are getting ready to manifest. If you believe that, say amen. Yeah. Woo, glory to God. Well, how many have your Bibles with you this morning? Why don't you just hold them up high and make the devil man? Come on, church. Say this after me, please. I'm a warrior for the Lord with my two-edged sword. I'm armed and dangerous with the word of God. The church, take it and shake it in the devil's face. After 17 years, take it and shake it in the devil's face. No wonder some of you got problems, honey. He's to be under your feet the place of his defeat. Would you turn, please, this morning to the Gospel of Mark? I was talking to my granddaughter the 1st of June, and I said, sweetheart, congratulations. You just finished kindergarten. She said, thank you, Papa. I said, but you haven't gone back to school in about three months. She said, I know. 
Mommy's been teaching me. I said, but you know why you haven't gone back to school? All this time she said, well, Papa, everybody knows that. I said, why is that? She said, because of school, they're out of toilet paper. <laughs> I said, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse number 35. And the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. There were also with them other little ships. And there rose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat in the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they wake him, saying to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, I like that. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. And said one to another, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Chapter 5, verse 1. And they came over under the side of the sea. I want to minister for just a few moments along these lines. We are going to make it. Come on, say that please. We are going to make it. Hear me now. You are going to make it. You can make it personal. I am going to make it. Father God, we thank you for your word. Your word is life giving. Your word is life changing. And Father, I believe today because of your word, we will never be the same again. We thank you now. We bless you and all of God's people said together. Amen. You are going to make it. Do not fear and do not fret because with God, it's not over yet. Amen. I woke up early this morning. I'm an early riser. I like to say three o'clock comes early every morning. It does. I don't get up at three, but it does come early. <laughs> but early this morning, I was praying for you, the saints of Island Church. And the Lord said these words to me. He said, tell the people, hell may assail, but you will prevail. Across this country and around the world this time, so many people, they've lost their faith in God. And they've lost their faith in the word of God. And fear is taking its toll. You said, but what is fear? Fear is F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. What is fear? Fear is the dark room where negatives are developed. Fear is a dirty, full-letter word. Fear comes like a mad dog on the loose. 
Fear comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And there are many things that will happen to you when fear begins to take root in your life. Fear will cause you to forget about some of the things of God. But the Bible tells us in Psalms 103, verses 1 and 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. Say those two words, forget not. Say it again, forget not. And forget not all of his benefits. How many of there are many, many benefits in the word of God? But the Bible tells us to forget not all of his benefits. Somebody asked the question, what kind of fits do you have down in Island Church? You can tell them, we have benefits. But what are some of the benefits of God? There's the benefit of his presence. There's the benefit of his promise. There's the benefit of his power. And there's the benefit of his peace. But when fear comes upon you, you'll begin to forget about some of these and a lot more of his benefits. And this is what happened to the disciples here in this story. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verse 35, let us pass over unto the other side. He didn't say, let us get halfway there and go down. He didn't say, let us almost make it and then drown. Come on now. That's what you thought, but you've been listening to the wrong CDs. Jesus said, let us pass over unto the other side. Hell rages, but guess what? You're safe in the rock of ages. Hell may come against you in many, many ways, but you're safe in the ancient of days. But Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side. And they get on board the ship and they were making their way across the sea in the night season. And all of a sudden, a great storm. What kind of storm? A great storm. It doesn't say a teeny weeny storm. It doesn't say an itsy bitsy storm. What kind of storm? A great storm. Has anybody ever had a great storm come against you? Come on, talk to me, church. Your husband says, I'm sorry that I ever married you or want a divorce. Your wife comes home from the doctor and says, the doctor told me I've only got six months to live. Your boss says, I'm sorry I've got to lay you off. Storms will come. But guess what? Jesus said, we're going to pass over to the other side. Storms. You can call them by many names. An attack. 
battle, a crisis, a dilemma. Let's just call them what? Storms. But hear me, child of God, it doesn't matter who you are, he will deliver you out of the storm. How do you know? He brought Daniel out of the lion's den. He brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace. He brought Paul and Silas out of the dungeon in Philippi. He brought Gilligan from off the island. Amen. <laughs> Will he deliver? Yes. How do you? Because of his word. He said, let us pass over to the other side. But that great storm arose. Notice what happened. The Bible says, and the winds begin to blow, number one. And the waves begin to beat into the ship, number two. What's the difference? What are the winds? The winds are the unseen forces. What are the waves? They are the seen forces. And sometimes you may have the unseen forces of darkness come against you. Demonic attacks, spiritual warfare, the unseen forces of hell coming against you seemingly in which way but loose. But also they're the seen forces. What is that? Death, divorce, doubt. Come on now. No football season. Come on now. No bluebell ice cream. Come on now. I'm talking about there are times when the, the winds will blow and the waves, the waves will beat against you. But guess what? It doesn't matter because Jesus said, what? You're going to make it. You're going to make it. But the winds were blowing. The waves were beating against the ship. And the Bible tells us the disciples became so fearful. And fear will cause you to what? Forget about some of the benefits of God. And what did they forget that night? They forgot about, number one, they forgot about the presence of God. They forgot about who was on board with them on that ship. I'm asking the question, but who was on board with them? The virgin-born Son of God. The prophet's Messiah. God manifest in the flesh. Who was on board with them? El Shaddai. Who was on board with them? Jehovah God, who was on board with them, the great I am that I am, who was on board with them, the one that said, let there be light, and there was light. Who was on board with them? The master, the holy one of Israel. But they forgot about who was on board. And church, when storms come your way, fear will cause you to forget about who's with you. And guess what? He is with you. He said, lo, I am with you. You always. You're going through some rough and tough times right now. But guess what? He said, I will never leave thee. I will never forsake thee. I'm so glad that he is with me. He's with you. But guess what? Not only is he with me and with you, guess what? He is in us. Hallelujah. He's Emmanuel, which means God with us. He is Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is ever present. But they forgot about 
the presence of God. What else? Fear gripped them, and they forgot about the promise of God. What was the promise they forgot about? Jesus said, let us pass over unto the other side. Have you forgotten about the promises of God that's been given to you? But there's a storm. Do you think just because this Koran Moran devil came knocking? By the way, I've been tested positive for faith in God. Amen. <laughs> but just because this Koran Moran devil came a knocking, do you think that God says, Shucks. I gave him a word, but it's not going to happen now. Whatever God has spoken to you, whatever God has promised you, whatever God Almighty has prophesied over your life, guess what? You can mark it down. God said it, and that settles it. Come on, shout amen. How do you know that? Because the Bible tells us in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, for God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, it will come to pass. I love that. It says, for God is not a man that he should lie. I love that, but I love Titus chapter 1, verse 2 a lot better. It says, and God cannot lie. But they forgot about the promise of God. Have you forgotten about what God has promised you? Have you forgotten about what God has told you? I'm going to restore your marriage. I'm going to save your children and your grandchildren. I'm going to finish the work of healing in your body. I'm going to set you free from every shackle, every yoke, every bond, and every fetter. I'm going to raise you up in the ministry. I'm going to use you mightily for my glory. I'm going to get you out of debt. I'm going to bring the right, good-looking man your way. He's going to be a Boaz and not a bozo. Come on now. <laughs> Have you forgotten? But the Bible says, but to forget not. Every prophetic word that God has given me, except one or two at the beginning, on the mission field with those the recording, I've got those words down. Now I remember what God has told me. I remember what God has spoken to me. In essence, what has God said unto me? He said this. He said, you are going to make it. It may not look like it. It may not sound like it. It may not feel like it. Guess what? It doesn't matter. Why? What matters is what God says. And Psalms 138 verse 2 says this. And God has magnified his word even above his name. But guess what they forgot about? The promise of God. Have you forgotten about what God has promised you? in your home, your family, guess what? Mark it down. You can take it to the bank. Woo! 
Brother God said, you better get ready because what I promise you is about ready to come to pass soon and very, very soon. Woo, come on now. But fear gripped them and they forgot about the presence of God. Fear gripped them and they forgot about the promise of God. Fear gripped them, but also they forgot about the what? The power of God. Our God is a mighty God. Our God is a powerful God. Our God is a mighty powerful God. But on board that ship, in the midst of that great storm, they forgot about the power of God. They forgot about how in days gone by, Jesus had turned the water into wine. How Jesus had walked upon the water. How Jesus fed the 5,000. How Jesus cleansed the leper. How Jesus raised the dead. They forgot about the power of God. But what about you right now when all of hell is raging? When all of hell is coming down upon you? Have you forgotten the power of, the power of God? Have you forgotten about how God saved your life from a life of sin and degradation? When you were going down, 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 but he picked you up. Have you forgotten about how he set you free from a life of addictions and torment and the chains of darkness? Have you forgotten about how God has healed your body? Come on, talk to me, somebody. But they forgot about the power of God. But let me tell you something. He is a mighty, powerful God. But also, fear gripped them. And they forgot about the peace of God. The storm was raging. And they woke him up. What was he doing? He was asleep. Come on now. I believe in naps, don't you? That's biblical. They woke him up. And they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And the Bible says, and he did what? He arose. And beloved, hear me, when you call out upon his name, he is going to get up on your behalf. He arose. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And then what happened? He rebuked the winds, the unseen forces. And then he said, what? To the waves. He said, what? Peace be still. In the original, it says, be muzzled. That's enough. Come on now. And guess what? If you call upon him, he's going to speak to the forces that are coming against you. He's going to say, peace, be still. He's going to say, be muzzled. Shut up. That's enough. Come on now. But they forgot about in the midst of it all when the storm is raging. Who was there? Jesus. But who is he? He is the prince of peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Come on, say that, please. He's the Prince of Peace. Say it again. He's the Prince of Peace. And the same one that spoke peace be still to that great storm. Does it matter what you're going through? Does it matter what you're facing? The same one, the, the Prince of Peace. He can speak peace be still to your life. Come on, shout amen, somebody. Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah, somebody. 
Years ago, I was preaching outside of Chicago, Illinois, in Palos Heights, Illinois, the Stone Church. That church was started by Maria Woodworth Edder in an 18-month revival. It's a great church. That was a revival there at the Stone Church. I was there Sunday through Wednesday. But for several months, I've been going through hell on earth. Has anybody ever gone through hell on earth? What do you do when you're going through hell? Just don't stop. Come on now. But I was going through hell on earth by the rolling. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. I was going through a time of spiritual unrest, spiritual warfare. Hell was coming against me every which way but loose. And I came back that Tuesday night to the motel from the revival service. And I said, Lord, I said, after tomorrow night, I will never preach again. I said, I'll be faithful in the pew, but I'll never preach for the pulpit again because I was going through hell and back. Has anybody ever been there before? It was a great storm, not a itsy-bitsy-teeny, but a great storm. Well, I woke up the next morning, and the Lord says, son, are you going to leave me? I said, Lord, I'll never leave you, but Lord, after a night, I'll never preach again. I'll be faithful to the pew, but not behind the pulpit. And the Lord said, read Psalms 138. I didn't feel like reading the Bible. Come on now, let's be honest. Sometimes we don't. But it said, read Psalms 138. I love that song. There are eight verses of that song. I read verses one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nothing there dry as could be. I want you to put up Psalms 138, verse 8. But I got to that last verse. Psalms 138, verse 8. The first part says this. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Woo! In the original Hebrew, it says this, the Lord will make perfect all that pertains to your life. Now it was in a great storm, but I knew in the midst of it all, he was with me. I knew I had his promise. I knew he was a powerful God and I knew he was still the peacemaker but I was going through a storm. He said, son, I'm going to work it out. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. When I read that, all of a sudden, I started feeling good. I felt that went a long time. I started feeling those goosebumps, those God bumps. Come on now. I felt the Holy Ghost jerk coming on. Come on. Ooh. And I said, okay, Lord. He said, son, don't worry. He said, because the storm is going to be settled. I was reading that verse over and over again. The Lord will perfect that what's concerned thee. And all of a sudden, I felt impressed to call a pastor friend of mine. Pastor Steve Vickers, Christian Life Church, Montgomery, Alabama. And so I called the numbers of the church. Usually, the receptionist will answer them, then transfer me to the secretary, then him. But this day when I called the number, he was walking by the receptionist's desk, and she wasn't there, so he answered the phone. He said, good morning, Christian Life Church. I recognized his voice. I said, Brother Steve, he recognized my voice. 
And about that time, the man of God just started speaking in tongues. I said, why is he praying in tongues now? He spoke in tongues for about 10, 11, 12 seconds, no more than that. And then when he quit speaking in tongues, he started giving the interpretation. He said, yea, my son, did not I just speak to you only moments ago saying that the Lord will perfect that which concerneth thee. When he said that, I dropped that telephone. I began to dance around that motel room. Whoa! I had a Holy Ghost conniption. Come on. I danced around for about a minute or two, and then I said, hey, I dropped the phone. I picked it up. I said, hey. He said, are you still there? I said, barely. I almost got raptured away, but here I am. I'm here. I'm here. here. He said, well, what's going on? What do you need? I said, see, that's all I needed. I'll talk to you later. I got to go. I hung up the phone. As I hung the phone up, my hand's still in the receiver. That's before cell phones. The phone started ringing. I said, who could this be? I picked it up. Does anybody know what I said? Hello. <laughs> it was my little Holy Ghost mama. She said, well, good morning, son. I said, good morning, mama. She said, son, I don't know what's going on, but I was up all night long praying for you. And just a few minutes ago, the Holy Ghost told me to call you and to tell these words. I said, what words, mama? She said, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth thee. Some of you are going through some storms right now. But I got a word for you. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth thee. I got a word for you. You're going to make it to the other side. How many of you believe that? Come on, shout amen. I don't know what kind of storm it may be. I don't know. But I know one thing. He is greater. The Bible says he spoke peace be still. And the great storm, the Bible says, became what? A great call. Would you come to the Frank and begin to play? And the key of H. That's for Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout you're going to make it? Can somebody shout you're going to make it? Can somebody shout I'm going to make it? Would you stand with me please? Would you stand? Had a lot more, had four pages of notes and never got to them. You're gonna make it, church. You're gonna make it. 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 What kind of storm are you facing? A few days ago, one of her friends called us and said that this six year old daughter was just diagnosed with leukemia. That's a storm. Friend of mine told me the day, he says, my wife, she left me. She wants a divorce. What is that? That's a storm. I don't know what it may be you're going through. I don't know what it may be you're facing. But I know one thing. My God is faithful and true. I said, my God is faithful and true. And he said that you are going to what? Make 
I've got to find out who I'm talking to this morning. Now tonight we're going to lay hands upon everybody. We're going to minister to everybody that so desires, so needs it. But let me ask you a question. I don't know what it may be. You may be going through a different kind of storm than this one or that one. But let me ask you a question. Is there anybody here today and you have been going through a storm, you're going through a storm of some type right now. Let me see hands. Put them up, that's it. Put them up, 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 put them up. God is faithful and true. How many of you believe that you can count on God? Raise your hands up. Come on now. Raise them up, raise them up. I want everybody, 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 everybody with your hands raised. I want you to get out of your seats and just come and stand around this front. Come on quickly. Come on, everybody, 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 everybody that could and would. Come on, just stand. Come on down, 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 come on down. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. I heard the same thing. A moment ago that I heard last week, God's going to take care of that legal situation. There's somebody here and you need God to move for you in a legal situation. Where are you? No wonder. I'm so close, my God. I mean, last week, I was standing the plan from the praise team right behind me. And I said, there's somebody here. You need God to move for you in a legal situation. Who are you? Who? I said, who are you? I know you're here. Who are you? I said, who are you? Who are you? And the lady behind me, she tapped me in the shoulder. I said, what? She said, I'm the one. <laughs> well, that was Sunday, last Sunday. Well, guess what? She goes to court the next day, Monday. And the people had the suit against them. They dropped the case. Come on now. I got a word for you. God's going to turn it around. God's going to work it out. Do you believe that? God's going to, oh, come on, somebody shout amen. Raise your hands up, darling. Yeah, yeah. I just hear the Lord saying that storm in regards to relationships. I mean, relationships have been tattered and torn of late. It feels like a mighty raging storm. Is that right? But God says, you get ready. I promise you this, saith the Lord. It's about return, and everything is going to be all right. Come on, shout amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Begin to praise him. 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 Hallelujah. Woo! Look up, look up, look up, look up, look up. I hear two words, sift and shift. Hell's been trying to sift you guys because he knows that God is about ready to sift you guys, to shift you guys. Hell's trying to sift you because he knows that God is about ready to shift you to a higher level. You've been going through some stuff right now. You're not told Pastor Rusty. You're not told Pastor Lee. You're not told this one, this one. But there's some things you're facing right now. You're not one to tell everybody about everything you're going through, but you're going through right now. But God says, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready. Get ready in the name of Jesus. God says, I'm about ready to shift you to a higher level. Get ready, get ready. Woo! 
Can somebody shout amen? amen? Raise your hands up, brother. I hear the Lord saying that thing that's in your heart right now. God has deposited an idea, a creative idea. Is that right, brother? There's something that's been stirring for some time now. And you've been saying, what about this and what about that? But the Holy Ghost says, that's not of you. That's of me, saith the Lord. And if you'll begin to rise up and act upon the thing that I put down that up to your heart, I will bless you like you've never been blessed before. Get ready, get ready, get ready. It's on the way. Come on, shout amen. Whoa. Now hear me. Who sent that storm? Who sent that storm? Was it God? No. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And hell has sent the storm your way. But like the words of the late, great Pastor John Osteen, Brother John says, God didn't send the problems, but it sure won't waste them either. Come on now. In the midst of it all, God's going to turn some things for you. You're coming out of the thing you're going through right now. You're coming out victorious. Raise your hands up, brother. Come on, raise your hands up right now. You said, but nobody knows. Yes, God knows, brother. And you're going to come out. And when you come out, people are going to be shaking their head, saying, how could it be? Get ready. It's the Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Amen. Amen. But let me ask you a question. Why did the enemy send that storm against them? Does anybody know? Because the enemy knew what was waiting for them on the other side of that sea. Chapter 5, verse 1 says, And they crossed over. The next verse, verse 2 says, And a man came out of the tombs full of demons, a legion of demons, and he was set free. Immediately after the man was set free of demons, guess what happened? Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood. And immediately after she was healed, guess what? Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. What are you saying? I'm saying this. If he only knew was waiting for you on the other side of what you're going through. Come on now. If you only knew, come on, talk to me, church. Baby, what's, what's waiting for you? Greater blessings, greater joy, greater peace, greater victory. Woo! Greater increase, greater miracles, greater healings, greater deliverance. Woo! Hallelujah! God said, tell the people if they only knew what I had planned for them, scheduled for them, on my agenda for them on the other side, what hell is trying to bring against them. They begin to shout. Come on now. 
Don't hope, not yet, no, not yet. Not yet, not yet. As I was praying for you this morning, the Lord said this. He says, son, the end of the service, I want you to tell the people this, that if they will begin to shout, don't do it yet. He said, they'll begin to shout. He said, I am going to work it all out. Hallelujah. God said, if you'll begin to shout, he said, I'm going to begin to work it all out. Look at some of the things he's done for you before. I was going through this storm in Illinois years ago, but guess what? I didn't quit the ministry. Guess what? I'm back. <laughs> and I kept on going on. I went through one of the worst storms of my life for years ago. The doctor told, told us, my son and my wife's womb, he'll be born crippled, abnormal, deformed, retarded. He'll never function right. He'll never go up to the door with his mom or his dad. He'll have this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. He'll, he'll be a, a mere vegetable all his life. But guess what happened? God touched him. Woo! He graduated from high school with 26 college hours. Come on now. He's already going to college over. He's got two majors. He's getting ready at Virginia Tech. He's going to Liberty right now. Get ready to finish up December with a third major. Come on, say amen. If you only knew was waiting for you on the other side. So he said this morning, he said, tell them if they'll begin to shout, I'm going to begin to work it all out. So I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, I want you to lift your hands and lift your heart and lift your voice and begin to shout out the best shout of praise you've given God all year long. On the count of three, get ready, are you ready? One, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Two, get ready, get ready, get ready. Three. Can somebody shout amen? I close with this, my first closing. He said, you're a preacher. You don't go through storms. Not. First part of this year, some of you may know, I'd had a massive heart attack. I was one breath, half a breath away from dying. But God supernaturally touched me. God supernaturally touched me. The heart, my condition, my heart was so bad that it didn't want to work out at where it was in Roanoke, Virginia. They said, well, we can try, but we don't know. We can try it. I don't like those words. We can try it. So my daughter Googled, who's the best cardio, cardio surgeon on the East Coast? And her name popped up, Dr. Michael Ragosta. The past nine years, he had been voted one of the top 10 cardio surgeons in America. He was in Charlottesville, Virginia, the UVM Medical Center. I told the doctors where it was in Roanoke, Virginia. I said, I want to go up there for, a, uh, for another opinion, opinion. So they called up there to the UVA Medical Center. They said, I'm sorry, we can't take him. Every unit is full, every bit is full, and plus we've got a waiting list longer than long. 
It took at least two, three, four weeks for him to take him. They told me that. And I said, but God, you ever cried out, but God. God says, son, that's what they say. But just get ready. I'm going to show up and show out. <laughs> and less than an hour, less than an hour, they, they call them back and they said, hey, we've got a, a bed available if you can get them up here. You say, what happened? There was a long, long, long list of people to, in front of me, but there was a snowstorm of the East Coast, a blizzard of the East Coast. I'm talking about North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware. All the air was all snowed under completely. But there's one stretch, 120 miles from Roanoke, Virginia to Charlottesville, where there was no snow. Can somebody say, God? <laughs> and I went up there, got all fixed up. Come on now, the storm. And I was off the road for about two and a half months. I said, I'm ready to get back. I'm ready to get back on, on the road again. I can't wait to get back on the road again. Having church with my friends. I was on the road for two weeks and then Koran came a knocking. My God. I was off the road for three and a half more months. Come on now. And I said, I'm ready to do it again. Guess what happened? Then the house got flooded. Come on now. I said, devil, is this the best you got? I said, I know that my God is with me. I got a promise from my God. My God is powerful. In the midst of all this nonsense, guess what? There was peace. Can somebody shout amen? amen. I close with this. Where do you stand with God? Look at me, young people. Look at me, moms and dads, adults. Where do you stand with God? Sometime back, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. It was early evening. About six o'clock, that's all. And it was to fly out. They said, I'm sorry, but your flight's been canceled. I said, oh, my Lord, what's going on? They said, it's canceled. I said, when can I get a flight out? The, the first flight may get you on is tomorrow at noon. I said, well, that's unacceptable. Because I had to get home earlier than it's morning for a very urgent meeting. So I said, I'll get a rental car and drive home 450 miles of the night. So I got a rental car, I was taken off out of Atlanta. And it's 85. It just started to get dark. I looked ahead of me in the interstate and there were cars pulled over. And I saw the, nobody was moving. And so I said, what's going on? And I saw people in the medium, I pulled up close. So people were there and the Lord said, go up there and minister. I said, what's going on? And people gathered around, there was a man laying there in the medium that pulled out of a car. His voice bugged me, he was bleeding. I mean, severely damaged. I said, excuse me, who are you? I said, excuse me, who? And um, I've got my doctor, like Dr. Divinity, okay? I said, I'm Dr. Danny Johnston. The, oh, oh, let, let him through, let him through, let him through. I don't use that all the time, but when you need to, it's okay. I walked up there and he was hurting laying there. There's a number of cars in the major collision and he was hurting. And the Lord says, he don't have long, he don't have long. I said, sir, can you understand me? I looked at him. Couldn't talk. I said, if you're going to understand me, blink your eyes. He did. I said, you don't have long to live. You may not make it. You realize that? Blinked his eyes. I said, you're a Christian. He didn't blink his eyes. I said, do you make heaven your home and not hell? He began to blink those eyes a lot. I said, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And everything I say, if you agree with it, just blink your eyes. Yes, he did. 
I led him in that sinner's prayer. And the, the, the glow that came on him. And no sooner had to finish, here comes the ambulance pulling up. They're getting out. Let me through, let me through. They picked him up. But you know what? Before he got to the ambulance, he died. But you know what? Today, he's in glory. <laughs> Come on, shout amen. But that morning when he woke up, he didn't know that was going to be his last day. We don't know what life holds for us. But we got to be ready. we got to be ready. we got to be ready. He may live to be 100 years of age or longer. I don't know. But you got to be ready. I'm asking, do you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're ready to meet God? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here today and you've never been saved, you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You never said, Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I don't want to die and go to hell. I don't want to be lost. I want to know that I'm ready, Lord, to stand before you. So right now with heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to pray for you. But the only way I will know for those that I should be praying for is this, as a count to three. If you're not where you should be with God, you've never been saved, you've never been born again, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or you've grown cold, you didn't make a comeback. If you're not where you should be with God, and you want my prayers, would you raise a hand right now? Put it up, come on. God bless you, God bless you. Are the others? God bless are the others? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Are the others? Are the others? God bless you, man. Are the others? Are the others? Are the others? Are the others? Quickly. Everybody look up, look up. I want everybody to pray this after me, but especially those of you that raise your hands. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I, need I need you in my life. In my life. Without you, Without I'm you. nothing. Jesus, Jesus, I believe, I believe. you're the Son of God. He paid the price for my salvation. You died for me, but you rose from the dead for me. You're the living Lord and ask you right now to come in my life and be the Lord of my life. Take over my life, every part of my life from this time forth and forevermore. And with your help, with your spirit, I will live for you. I will serve you all my days. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you that raise your hands and pray the prayer, or maybe you didn't raise your hands, but you needed to, and you prayed that prayer. What do you do now? You read the Bible every day. It's a good book. I promise. I know the author personally. We're family. What else? You pray every day. You say, but I don't know how to pray. Well, you talk to God like you talk to your best friend. Just leave out the cuss words. Come on now. Oh, what else? Every time the doors of the church are open, you be here. I love you. I love you. Tonight at 6 o'clock, I said 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock, be back because this morning was nice and easy. We're going to cut loose tonight. Amen. Turn around and love somebody. Tell them, say, you are going to make it. Come on, tell them. Say, you are going to make it. God bless your church. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.